Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is April 19th. It is Friday. Yay! It's Good Friday. Not only any Friday. Um, gosh, Easter's really late this year. However, it's here, and a lot of people are off, and a lot of people are thinking about life again. It's always nice to have a day off that we normally don't get off because it, it's a game changer in our world. And today I have a question, which is also a huge game changer, and it is, Dear Nadia, I would like this question to remain anonymous. Throughout my life, I think, pray, and know that God and angels are all of, are with all of us. I know in my heart that you are our present-day prophet. Wow. I, I hear that, and Christ said it, and I still can't wrap my mind around it, but I do feel like we are here for each other. I know you came just in time for all of us. Moving toward my question, presently, it's just hard to be. And what gives me solace is knowing God, angels, and you are here. I have a lot going on, and in order to get things done, I have to place what I love to do, my purpose, on a back burner. What I'm doing is getting my very physically tired, and for now, and for a few more weeks, I can't do what I love. It gets me very sad, almost depressed. I know what the day, I know that the day will pass, so yesterday I rested and I woke up today and I felt better. So my question is, is thinking of God, angels, listening to your shows and reading your books to brighten my day or night enough? Or the real question is, am I escaping time? Love you, Nadia. I'm reading this, and I'm thinking about how many times, because we've been doing this show for, what now, five-plus years, and how many times this show carried my heart till I got where I wanted to go in so many ways. And I remember a great example of how it feels is December 9th of 2017, I got in that car accident that woke me up. I was feeling like, what am I doing? I think I finished everything you wanted me to do, God. I wrote the books. I did the show. I think I've reached as many people as I can. I've tried everything. I've you know, paid for publicists. I've paid for PR people. I searched around for ways to get me from A to B, and I couldn't even make it to C. And on that day, for whatever reason, I realized that God had to get me to that point to see that I haven't even gotten started yet. And after that, I knew that I still had to do this. I just didn't know what to do 
past what I've done. I didn't have money. I didn't have resources. I didn't even own a car anymore. And still I'm waking up every day doing the show because I know the value of my truth. So then what happened was I had a car and I had purchased it through my ex-husband's company. And when he realized I'd gone on in life, he did not want me to have anything with his name on it. So even though I paid for the car and I was working, he said he wanted the car back or he was going to call the police to come and get it. And of course, I don't want that kind of stuff in my life. So I went and returned the car to him, which left me with no car. And at that point, I couldn't afford to repurchase because I had put all my money into that car. So here I am without a car driving my son's car. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is the last thing we have with his name on it. That's weird. And then I thought, oh, my God, God, I think I've done everything you asked of me. And I'm good. I'll I'll go back to work now and just live a normal life. And I'll get dressed and have lunch every day and meet people and, you know, just be back to whatever it was I used to be. And then I thought about what I want to eat for lunch, and I was imagining myself going home and cooking it. And then I look up, and there's a car dead stopped in the freeway. And I hit it. I tried to get out of it. I was about a good three car lengths ahead of it. Had I hit it head on, this would have been a different story. But because I thought and I was aware of what was happening and I had an opportunity to save myself, I did. So fast forward, get home about an hour later. I'm like, I know this this person, this man, who knows how to help people start businesses. The serial entrepreneur, I called one of my friends, said, please, can you get me a meeting with this man? And can you call him today? And he will accept the meeting. This is on a Saturday, and I never call her on a Saturday, but I did that Saturday, probably within maybe an hour of me getting home of the accident. So then I get home, call, she calls, she calls me back and she says, oh, Nadia, you better have a really good PowerPoint presentation ready for this meeting. I'm going to send you one you should send and one you shouldn't. And I want you to look at both of them. And then, you know, when you go there, you better have your, you know, your facts straight and, you know, really set it up where I should be scared. So after that, I keep having these, like, dreams of what I want to say because I'm scared to death after what she posed. And I thought to myself, you know what? This is just what I do. I have to try and keep trying again. And this is after not giving up, just thinking I've done everything I can. So on my way to the meeting to drive me in what used to be my old car, the one his dad took away from me, And for a minute, my ego came into my head and said, oh, look at you, silly girl. Look at you getting driven in your own car. 
for a meeting, and everything you've tried so far hasn't worked. Ha, ha, ha. In my head. And I had to hold back my tears and keep myself together until I met this man. So I get into his office. I have my PowerPoint presentation, and I have my little work case, and I'm dressed up in a dress and shoes and and all of that. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, you know, talking to him, and I told him, you know, I write books, and I do a radio show, and I try to help as many people as I can, and I've, I've needed so much help financially, and I owe people money, and I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm here to see if maybe you have some guidance. So then he asked me, well, what is your book about? And I told him what my book was about. Oh, my God, here I go with the story. I came here for business. I'm telling the story. And I see him listening and listening and very intent, and I'm feeling like I have four legs and three three arms. And I just was, like, not even able to read the meeting. And I thought, he's going to think I'm crazy. And I couldn't even stay on my business plan. No wonder. No wonder. And then... When we got up to leave, he had only an hour to give me. I got up to leave, and we were saying goodbye, and I hugged him. And I said, if you can figure this out, then I will know you know what you're doing. I was mortified that I said that, but it just blurped out of my mouth. And I left. And I couldn't read the meeting. That was on in the afternoon on a Thursday. So, no, it was a Tuesday. I get home, and I can't even think. Like, I'm spaced out. My kids keep asking me what I'm thinking about. I'm like, I don't know. And I felt this feeling in my stomach, like I was just never going to get anywhere. And I didn't know how I was going to grow so that I can continue to do this. And I was thanking God for all the angels along the way, kind of like you're over here thinking, thinking of God and Christ and your angels and the shows and, and everything that helps support you and your soul. So that night, I was really, really sad. But I thought of something and I thought, well, what could help me most now? And I wrote off the meeting as he'll never, ever want to talk to me again or see me or try to figure this out. Because right before I left the meeting, he let me know that he was agnostic. And I was like, holy mother of God. (laughs) I came here to get business advice. I tell him this story of me seeing Christ, and that's what my books are about. He tells me he's agnostic. I leave, and I can't read the meeting. I have no idea what just happened to my life. And I said, you know, God, what do I need? Because I know I need something. 
kind of don't know what to make of it. And I know I'm telling you, I, I told you guys the story, but not with all these details, because even I had to come to terms with the thoughts I had in my head coming here and all of that. So that night I'm like, God, you got to help me out. What do I need? Because I have no idea. And I hear in the back of my head, because I can hear Christ, sometimes louder than others, sometimes not at all. And I was grateful for the little bit that I did hear. And he said, hope. You need hope. And I'm like, hope? Like, I hope things work out? Like, of course I hope things work out. He says, you know, Christ, he's just, like, so cool. And he's like, you need hope. And he does it all the time. He, like, repeats what he said. Because my brain understands it the way I understand it first. And then I jump to the bigger picture. So that night, I wrote up a show to do on hope. Because I figured that's what I need. And, you know, these shows are like lifetime. Because when I do them, I'm learning from them. There's times I take notes from my own show. Because Christ is teaching me as he's teaching you. I'm no better than you are, no bigger than you are. The only difference is I'm doing this, but that's it. You're doing your job, and that's just as important for you. It's 5.30 in the morning when I do the show, so it's obviously the first thing I do in here. And 90% of the time I'm in my pajamas, and I love being invisible, and I just woke up and started talking. While I was doing that show, while I was doing it, I was healing. I was healing. If I am rejected, even if he doesn't want to work a business plan with me, I'll find another way. There's no way I cannot do this. There's no way. Like, that wasn't even an option. And I told myself, no matter how much I am going to continue to suffer to do this, and I've had to come to this awakening and reckoning over and over again because it was really, really hard. And a lot of angels came to the rescue in one way or another to help me keep doing this work. And I knew that. And I knew it took a village. And I knew for some people money wasn't an issue, but maybe other things were. And I knew for me other things weren't, but money was. And I understood that I had to learn what it's like to need it or to fuel something. And I I got all of that. I was just so darn tired. Just tired of never knowing month or not or even the next week or sometimes the very next day. It was just getting harder and, and I felt like by my age I should have a sense of knowing and I've been doing this for a long time. I should, 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 all these shoulds. But that wasn't God's plan. God's plan was to give me an understanding 
that I'm not escaping time. I was understanding growth. Bigger than understanding growth, I had to understand patience. So I did the show, and I was lifted. Somehow something lifted me during that show. I can go back and find the exact date of it, but it was the next day after the meeting. And I got this idea after the show that, obviously I was just telling you, that no matter what, I was still going to find a way to continue because I couldn't not do this. It was exactly what Christ said in Origins of Truth. This work became me and I became it. There was no separation anymore. And exactly how you felt, like, wow, I can't get to my passion yet, and we're impatient, and, you know, we're, we're upset, and we get depressed, and we get tired because we're not doing what we're doing. But whatever it is in your life today, it is taking you on a journey to take you where you need to be. And I have to tell you, please, from your heart, I let everything go. I just figured, okay, it's only one person, one more person who heard this story who I may never hear from again, who may think that I'm, you know, off the deep end of some kind. And at 10 o'clock that morning, because our show is at 5.30, so let's say I'm done at 6, so about four hours later, by then, I had already let the whole thing go because I didn't know how to carry it with me. So I had to release it to the world and trust that whatever's going on, it needs to happen that way and that somehow need to have hope. So by 10 o'clock that morning, I get a phone call from the lady I met this man from. And she said, oh, my God, Nadia, what did you do in that meeting? I'm like, why? Because, you know, think about what I was thinking prior to that. But what she said is what blew me away. And she said, that man fell in love with you in the first five minutes he met you. It's not my story. It's my life. But the good news was, he wanted to see me again and talk about this. And he wanted me to send him the book, and I sent him the book, and he read the book, (laughs) Origins of Truth. And nothing is ever as it seems because everything's always an energy exchange. As we started meeting, what I was unaware of was he was healing And because he saw, felt, and was part of the energy, he pushed me to do this work, even as an agnostic, at least in the beginning, challenged without me challenging him, was even bigger. And now... I look back 
at all the times I felt like I was not getting where I felt I should be, something in me was was marinating, was growing. It was getting me there. So what I have to say to the, to answer this question is that we grow when we're quietest, when we're taken away, when we're not sure why, when we question ourselves, when we're like, oh, my gosh, one more lap. Like, how many more laps? Every time I think I'm done, I'm starting again. Thing is wrong. And not to trust time. So I'm telling you to trust time, that nothing is distracting you. Everything you're doing is preparing you so that your passion is directed where it needs to be for you to do what you think you want to do, but it may be bigger than what you think it is, and you are being prepared. So I have learned to say every time something really weird happens that pulls me away from my world, it just makes the story better. I used to say to my son with the autism and people reacting to his autism and not to him and seeing his disappointment over and over again, it just makes the story better. And it does. It makes your story better. On our way to anything in life, on our way to anything in life, our beliefs need to be strengthened forward. And they uncover every single aspect of how it can grow And we look at that as wasted time because we are impatient. And it's easy to be impatient because, you know, it sounds crazy, but, you know, we're a one-minute world. We want everything yesterday. Give yourself this time to say, oh, wow, I'm on my way. This is not a detour just kind of holding me in place right now, and now I'm really thinking how bad I want to get to it. And make your plan for the day after this commitment is done or things are going to slow down or when you think they are. And if nothing is done by then, just say, oh, wow, still needed more time. Give yourself faith. Give yourself patience. Trust in the bigger picture. That man did figure it out. Least likely suspect, right? I go to a meeting and I face that. And I go home and I feel like I'm just so out of place. I didn't even know how to contain that feeling. And it turned out all I needed was hope. That's how big hope is. 
And we overlook things like hope because we want to end them now and then we'll be okay. So the other advice I give you is to understand that you are already okay. You are okay today. Had I not told you my story, you would have thought I was okay the whole time and things just show up at my door. And they don't, and they didn't. But it taught me that there are many beautiful people in our world who have learned to and live with hope, and they are the very people that whatever way they could have, time, money, encouragement helped me continue to do this work until I can do this work myself. It didn't happen in a day. It happened in 17 years. So imagine all the things I tried, all the things I did, all the money I borrowed to put out the books and paid it back. And I, you know, still have money I want to pay back. And as soon as I, you know, better and healthier and, and that financially, but I don't take financial health with physical health. I've learned that the way to take care of your body is for free. You're going to eat anyway. Might as well eat well. You can exercise for free. No one can stop you from moving your body and taking care of yourself. And I focused on that because it helped me feel like I was doing something right (laughs) while I was trying to figure out how to run these things, and I learned a lot about food and about myself and about my kids and and all of that. So don't allow your ego to tell you that something is wrong and so wrong that you need to be depressed. Depression is when our passion is squashed, and that's what you were feeling, and I get it. But take a look at the overall picture. How small is the next two or three weeks in the body of work of your life? Think about that. You deserve to think about it. We work really hard, whether it's mentally or physically, or trying to combine the two to get done what we need to get done in life. We all free, by the way. Hope is free. Passion is free. Love is free. Taking care of your health is free. Exercising your body is free. Take care of you and the rest will come as you are ready for it. It's a fuel and it's a big fuel. And I know when Christ first said it to me, I'm like, hope? Like, what are you talking about? I, I have hope. <laughs> you just got to laugh at ourselves because we're so silly, so goofy. Not only did I have hope, I had to practice it. I had to take it from a promise to a guarantee in my mind. I had to give it the, the respect it deserves because we're people perfect. We're pure, pure-hearted, and we think our feelings, you know, like, hey, I really do feel bad. Look at how bad I feel. Yeah. If you're going to feel bad, do it really good. 
so that you can see why you feel that for real, not what you think. It's such a beautiful day, you guys. I love you guys. Have a great weekend. Have a happy Easter if you're celebrating. I will see you on Monday morning. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.